Hey guys, welcome to the M is the Biggest Loser podcast. I'll be your host, M. I am out on a Saturday morning. I think it's the 8th. I um, am doing some errands. I got to go to Torrid this morning when they first opened with a gift card that my lovely co-workers got me when I hit my 100-pound loss mark. And I did some shopping. I did not get what I went there for, which was, you know, um, capri pants, which apparently are just not in anymore because Old Navy doesn't have any right now either. And Torrid only had like one style of a, and they called it a jegging crop. And they were all sold out in the 22s because apparently that's a very common size, she said. And they are even sold out online, which means they're not coming back. So I didn't get what I went for, but I did get a few things. And it's always good to get some stuff that I didn't have to pay for. It's my birthday in a few weeks. So I had a $10 off reward from them for that. So I did that and then I went to Target and got my son new bed sheets because he went Hulkamania and ripped a hole, a tiny little hole into um, shreds and diapers and stuff that you get at Target. And I'm on my way to Sam's Club, which is basically like foraging headfirst into hell. But uh, my husband and I are very blessed in that it has been a year since we've had a date night and not only are we getting to go on a date on Wednesday, but we're staying overnight in Naples, um, Noblesville, Indiana, and we are going to see Dead and Company. I'm very excited. We have been seeing Dead and Company every tour since they started. I want to say it was winter of 2015. So we are um, excited to not break that streak. Our last date was last June for the Dead and Company show. We have not had a babysitter since. So my parents are going to be staying at our house. So I'm heading to Sam's Club to stock up on all the snacks that I know the kids will eat and that my parents can uh, divert any tantrums with. So I need some bulk M&Ms. I need some bulk applesauce pouches. You know the drill. So that's my morning so far. I am on day four of no dairy, no meat. Um, I did have some chicken yesterday and I want to put a disclosure out there. I don't like to box myself in and say I'm a vegetarian or anything. I am trying to consume far less meat, no red meat, and just lower my fat. So if I'm looking at my macros and I see there's room in my total fat for a chicken breast, I'm absolutely going to have one. Or if we're planning to barbecue, I will, you know, plan my day around that because I, you know, I don't want to miss out on anything and I don't truly want to hold myself back, but I also really am focused on my health. I have not noticed any missing of dairy yet. I got some almond milk for work for my coffee. I got, uh, I had coconut milk the first day in my Starbucks, but my fat content was still too high. And, um, Amy, my lovely friend, gem of the gym, G E M of the G Y M told me coconut milk still has fat. So I went with almond milk the next day and didn't love it. So today my Starbucks, I had non-fat milk again. I just, like I said, I am not going to box myself into a corner where I say I'm something and then feel guilty for having something. So yes, my goal is to avoid all dairy and the majority of meat and to work on lowering my cholesterol so that when I am retested in September, I can say that I succeeded and not start a medication. Um, that for a few days had me feeling kind of blah, just that my medication, you know, just that my blood work wasn't where I expected it to be. Uh, 
And then yesterday was a very long awaited, and by long, I mean three weeks, um, neurology appointment for my daughter. We've never been in the care of a neurologist before. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that Pearl has supraventricular tachycardia, um, for which we see an electrophysiologist and a cardiologist. After her two most recent bouts of hypoglycemia, we were referred to an endocrinologist. And after we had her wear a continuous glucose monitor for a week, the endocrinologist referred us to the neurologist. So three weeks ago, he said, you need to be seen by a neurologist, um, basically for a metabolic disease, and he couldn't really explain much more. I called our pediatrician. I called pretty much anyone who would talk to me and said, I need to understand better. I can't just wait three weeks not knowing what you're telling me and feel this nervous. So I got nowhere. Yesterday was finally the day, and we went into neurology, and... um, as actually I'll start when we got off on 105th where you head to the hospital my daughter instantly started to cry she knew where we were she's two years old then we went to uh get out of the parking garage and into the hospital and she immediately was shaking to the point that I didn't know if she was having a seizure or if she was scared or what was happening I looked down and she had total flushed hives on her chest and shoulders and neck she was crying and shaking uncontrollably and my heart absolutely broke. I had to push her through those halls that we've walked so many times, went to the neurology department up on the sixth floor and we were seen pretty, pretty quickly. And the doctor was wonderful. He stayed with us for an entire hour. He answered all of our questions. He was very kind. Um, he didn't get to the point until the very end, but he did say that, um, Basically, we have no answers, and this is something that is going to require a lot of digging to get answers to. The chemicals that are off in her metabolic system have to do with glucose. So when you consume food uh, for two hours, your energy source is supplied by that glucose. After two hours, if you haven't eaten, your body will start to use your sugar stores. And after like two to eight hours, depending on your body and your, your metabolism, your body will start to use your fat stores for energy source. Uh, Pearl is quickly blowing through all of those and then getting into muscle storage for her energy use, which is what's causing the fainting, the um, not waking up, the hypoglycemia. The problem is it's not as simple as saying it's hypoglycemia because the trending on her continuous glucose monitor did not show a sugar problem. So somewhere in her glucose system, there is a blockage and they're suspecting it is after she's started using, you know, sugar and fat storage in her body. When it turns into something like that, we're looking at liver function, we're looking at kidney function, we're looking at some, you know, potential serious stuff, which is really scary. The doctor told me he does not want to speculate right now. So what we're going to do Monday is be in the hospital to get a fasting blood test after 14 hours and urine. Uh, Then she will eat something and then two hours later have a blood test. And then we'll wait a while and then she'll have an additional blood test. And they will track all of these different um, phases of your glucose to find where she is struggling the most. So I feel like we're in really good hands, um, but I am stressed. I will not lie to you about that. And I am emotional, 
watching my daughter tremor like that was the most heartbreaking thing I've probably ever experienced. I have been through this so many times, watching her heart monitor flatline, getting her out of bed and her not waking up, so many traumatic and mortifying things that have happened, but seeing her totally alert and aware of what was going on and being completely terrified was the... It was just so eye-opening to what... She's two. She's two years old. And uh, my husband was not with us. He was with our son. And he was... um, I don't know where I was going with that. But um, the doctor... uh, He's a neurologist. So he also has a specialty in autism. And we talked about Pearl's speech delay. We talked about her brother. Um, And for a while, he just kind of wanted to evaluate Pearl in her natural habitat you know just he'd give her a toy and see what she would do and we talked a lot about my concerns with her developmental delays he talked about his concerns with what my concerns were and then after the evaluation like after the hour was up he then talked about what he saw and suggested that we um move forward with an autism evaluation for Pearl so it felt like an anvil fell from the sky and crushed me. And I will be now going back to that autism center, having a second child go through those tests, having a second set of specialists with their eye on my child, thinking about everything they can't do. And I will sit through another meeting and hear everything my kid can't do and how behind she is and the, you know, developmental levels of a eight-month-old, nine-month-old, whatever they're they're going to say because she doesn't have any vocabulary and I just, I can't handle it. It's so much. It's so hard and we are so heartbroken and when I got home last night and talked to my husband about everything, the look on his face and just the pain and the whys and it's so unfair and it's it's unfair for us and it's even more so unfair for them they didn't ask for this they don't deserve this and it's our job to take care of them and protect them and be the mom and dad that they need and I feel like we've already failed that by everything they're going through between autism and metabolic disorders and heart disease and I just, I don't know when our break is coming. And at this point, I don't think it is. And I keep trying to stay strong and it's not happening. And I've had to withdraw a bit from my fitness community because I just, my heart's not in it. I left a couple group chats last night and today because it's the constant notifications are giving me anxiety because... I'm already so wound up and so anxious and I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of falling apart and that's okay. Everybody falls apart sometimes and I'm going to keep focusing on my goals. I'm, I may not be focusing on them as publicly as I was, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep losing this weight. I'm going to keep fighting this battle. I'm going to keep advocating for my children. I'm going to keep fighting for their voices. I'm going to keep fighting for their diagnosis. I'm going to keep fighting for their services. I'm, I'm just wondering when I get to relax and stop fighting. And I don't, I I don't think it's coming. And, 
And I guess maybe at this point, I need to get to a, a place where I can accept that too. That my place in this world is to keep fighting and thank God I'm strong enough. And I thank God every day because they're such such loving and funny and kind children. And, and I thank God that he gave them to me because if he had given them to a family of less means or a family who wouldn't advocate or pursue, I, I would just be heartbroken. Because to know there are families out there dealing with, with what I'm dealing with, but they don't pursue the services and the support and the medical help. I know my kids are lucky because I don't stop and I won't stop. And my husband is, is just this powerhouse of support and love and they are, their lives are not easy and they're still so blessed and we're all, we're all lucky to have each other. So that's, what's been going on in my neck of the woods. I am sorry that this podcast had to be a serious one, but I felt like I owed an explanation to everyone about where I've been, about leaving group chats, about um, not being as interactive as I once was. I know a lot of you count on me for support and for inspiration, and I promise that's not going anywhere. My DMs are still open. I'll still be posting as regularly as I can. I'm not leaving by any means. I just know I feel myself being a little withdrawn shoot, I haven't even been texting Daryl as much. And that's crazy. Normally, I'm texting him 24 seven, he probably thought I was dead for a while there. So I mean, I'm, I'm still around. Most of you probably haven't even noticed any difference yet, because it's not like I've gone silent. I, uh, I just feel like I owe it to the people who are relying on me for support, and for inspiration to know that I'm struggling. My family is struggling, we're, we're going to get through it, we're going to keep fighting. But I think Um, It's important to share with you that while I'm trying to inspire you and while I'm trying to continue to support you, I'm I'm fighting for for my daughter's life and and fighting for the quality of life for both of my children as they struggle with their special needs. And um, it's uh, it's sometimes a full plate, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for them. I'm here for you. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not giving up on anything right now. So. If you guys are parents of special needs, if you know parents of special needs, um, reach out to me anytime. If you are a parent or a f- or not a parent, but you uh, know someone with neurotypical, um, sorry, <laughs> nor- neurodiverse children, please reach out to them. Us moms of special needs kids, we struggle. We could use a friend to stop in and say, how are you? We could use a friendly hello, um, especially from our friends who don't have kids if if I know it's hard but if you could swing by entertain us talk to us like we're adults every now and then get us out of our special needs bubble even for a conversation it's so wonderful and that's what's been so great about this weight loss journey is I've gotten to focus on myself some um I I do plan to keep myself on the front burner as much as I can but it's gonna have to be that smaller burner on the front and Pearl's going on the big burner for a while so Thank you guys for your continued support. If you made it through this uh, episode, thank you for listening. I will be back with more upbeat content on the way. Have a good weekend.